You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Save the Marriage podcast. We're always working to help you save your relationship wherever it is, even if it's at the beginning of the relationship, and certainly when it's in crisis. We spend a lot of time talking about a crisis, but remember, the way you avoid getting to that crisis is understanding how that crisis comes to be and how that happens in your relationship. So right now, I've been answering questions submitted by listeners. And you might have a question yourself that you want to have answers to. And today I'm going to be covering the reasons why, maybe the bad reasons why you might stay together. And what do you do about that when you don't think that's the best reason? But if you've got a question yourself, if you've got something that you've been wondering, you've been listening and maybe you think I haven't covered it yet, or maybe you don't think I covered it the way it ought to be covered, or maybe I covered it, but you didn't understand how it might be applied Well, all those are fair questions. I'd love to hear from you. You can send a quick question to podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. Remember, what I'm looking for is what I call the Goldilocks question, right? There are some questions that are just so specific that they don't really apply anywhere but to your unique situation, which is great. It's important to get that information, That would just be in the form of coaching with either myself or one person on my team. So if that's an issue for you, you can let us know that and we can help you set up that coaching. And if it's so broad that you're asking, how do I even save my marriage? Well, I've put a whole system together and there's no way I can tell you all about that in a short podcast, but you can find that system. It's a pretty powerful system that's been used by tens of thousands of couples around the world at this point. I think pretty much everywhere, but maybe Antarctica. I I took a look and we've hit all of Africa and Asia and Europe and North America and South America and uh, Central America. We've hit lots of those different places. So that may be a place for you to plug in and figure out how to use that very simple formula to move forward. You can find that by going to savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. So here's the question for you. What if you and your spouse are staying together for what you think are all the wrong reasons? Maybe you've discussed this and your spouse says, you know, I really don't want to stay in this marriage, but I can't get out because... And there are several becauses that often get thrown into this list. Here are the wrong reasons I often hear. Number one, we're just together for the kids. Now, I've had people come to my office and say the only reason we're still married is because of the kids. They consider that to be a bad reason. Another reason that I've heard much more in these kind of interesting uh, financial times is we can't afford it. Early in my career, I didn't hear that a whole lot until suddenly we were in the middle of a recession and suddenly lots of people were saying, we can't afford to get a divorce. So these are a couple of things that came to me as people were writing in and asking that question. What if we're just staying together for the wrong reasons? What do you say about that? My spouse just said we're staying together just for the kids. Another one said we can't even afford to separate. How could we possibly afford a second place? And so we're stuck together. Then I had someone who said, you know, my spouse says that I'm not the right person, but 
I don't want to get back out there and date again. And my spouse says that my spouse doesn't want to get out and date again. So what's the only reason we're staying together? We don't want to have to develop another relationship. Then I've heard some other people who said, you know, what if it's just because we don't want people to think badly of us? What will people think? I've heard over and over, whether it's family or friends or church or other religious community or some other place in life. You know, what will society think? What will others outside of us think? And sometimes that even ties in with what will our adult children think? What will our parents think? So I collected all of those together. These are all reasons that people have written in and said, what do I do about that? You know, I don't really think that we should stay together for the wrong reasons, which is an interesting observation that there are wrong reasons to stay together. And so I always start a conversation over the years with people to say, so what's the right reason? I mean, what do you see as the right reason to stay together? Because part Let me just be clear about this. Part of what keeps a relationship together is our bonds that have been created over time. For instance, my wife and I have a bond that would be forever there because we had kids together. You do too. One of the myths that people have is that they're going to divorce and suddenly they don't have to deal with their spouse. And then they suddenly realize that they constantly have to deal with their spouse because of the kids. There's a bond there, though. I was there when my kids were born. We raised them together. We saw them through this process together. There's a place where we are bonded together because of those kids. That's true for people who have kids. So that's a bond. Another bond is our finances. At this point, we're in a house together. We own that together. We have cars and property, and we have retirement accounts, and all of those pieces are part of our financial state that has been woven together. I was talking with someone recently, and they said, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I was married to somebody to survive in this this city. And I said, well, I mean, it's true, because, you know, two, two people bringing an income in one household certainly helps, but it also ties people together. It creates a bond together. And it doesn't matter how long you've been together, there's a financial bond that's there. Some people leave situations to join in a marriage, and suddenly they have this bond that is financial. That's a realistic bond together. Then there's the fact that when we get into a relationship, we're no longer trying to figure out other relationships. (laughs) We're no longer having to worry about the dating scene and what happens when we find other people interesting. We don't have to worry about trying to figure out, is that the right person? I have a deep held belief that what we do as we're dating, at least not, not just the kind of hanging out with someone, but you know, when you're really dating and serious about something is, or someone, is you're trying to figure out, is this the right person? Because I believe that the phase there of, is this the right person, is followed with, making this right. When we get married, we've decided it's the right person, and now we have to make that relationship right. It's far easier to continue working on a relationship when you, you, know, you have some sense that you did that judgment before, that that was the right person, and you step forward, then you make it right. So there is a bond that's even there of saying, okay, we're the right people. We're going to move forward with this. Then there's the other piece of this, that bond of what will others think. You see, what happens when we get married 
is we stand in front of our family and friends many times. People do this. Sometimes people elope. But for the most part, people stand in front of family and friends and say, we're combining our lives. We're joining together. We're becoming a unit. Not only does that happen relationally, but legally, suddenly you're seen as a a unit, as another being almost, that the we, as I talk about that we, is a legal entity, which is why when you divorce, you're having to separate that legal entity. That's why it's a legal process. So part of what keeps us bound together is that other people are part of that process. It's not what what will other people think, but now others know us as this couple. We have changed our identity from an individual to a couple. So we have that bond together too. We have families that we've blended together. So now let's think about this another way. Let's think about it from a perspective. I would agree that you don't want to stay together for the wrong reasons, but I would also suggest that those same reasons that people put in the wrong reason category are actually the pieces that pause a process, that actually slow down the process. Let's say you just started dating someone and you decided to stop dating. Well, there's not much to keep that from happening. Maybe very few people know about it. You're just in the midst of the dating process, so that you're just stepping back into that. You probably don't have a lot of intermingling of resources. You likely haven't shared kids yet, so it's very easy to go your separate ways. But the longer the relationship develops, the more those bonds, those bonds are there. And they don't have to bind you, but they hold you together. Think of them as breaking mechanisms, things that slow the process down. As you know, I do jujitsu, or if you've listened to money on my podcast, you know that. And one of the things in jujitsu is sometimes we're trying to slow down the movement of the other person so we have time to change the process. We have time to redirect the energy. So if somebody's trying to pull their arm away, I might simply use my own arm to break their, to slow their arm. Now I say break that, but I slow it down to cause a break on that arm as they're pulling it, not B-R-E-A-K, but B-R-A-K-E, a breaking mechanism. And so you start thinking about that in your own relationship. What are the breaking mechanisms that can slow down the process to allow you enough time to change the direction of the relationship? That's part of what happens with these reasons that people give as the wrong reasons to stay together. What they're really telling me are the breaking mechanisms that are already there. So instead of seeing it as don't want to stay together for the wrong reasons, think about it as having relational breaks and reality pauses that might allow you to change directions. Now, it's not enough to just pause. I want to be clear about that. I don't think it's okay to be stuck together for the kids or stuck together because you can't afford something different or stuck together because you're scared of dating again or stuck together because what will people think? I don't think those are reasons to stay together indefinitely, but I think they are great pauses in the process to allow you to work a little bit towards something better, 
to create relational breaks, to create those reality pauses. So it's not enough to just stay in that pause, but you have to do something else. You need to rebuild and reconnect with each other. I remember years ago, I had a couple that came into my office, and they were there really to talk about uh, some family issues. And as we talked about it, I asked them about their own relationship, and they told me that they were in a marriage of convenience. And they tried to convince me that they were happily in this marriage of convenience, but the longer we talked, the more they were clear that they were not happy in the marriage of convenience. They just didn't know what else to do. They felt like they were stuck there. And I suggested that maybe there was another opportunity. Maybe something else could happen between them. Now, fast forward, and I've seen them a few times over the years, just out and about, and they're very happily married. They realized that what had kept them together briefly now is just a piece of their mosaic of their life. They also recognized that part of what was going on in their family was kind of what had happened in their own relationship where it had become distant and strained. And so as they were working on the issues in their family, they found they were also working on the issues in their relationship, finding ways of reconnecting in more healthy ways, finding ways that even brought joy of being together back into it. So part of what often happens is that whatever reason it is, it gives a pause in the process. And that pause gives you time to rebuild to something better. So on the one hand, I agree. You don't want to stay in a marriage for the wrong reasons. On the other hand, those wrong reasons can give you a chance to rebuild, to reconnect, to work towards something better. So let me just kind of propose a few things you might do to work towards that. The first one is in the midst of this, work on yourself. And you can do that on several different ways. One is to work on assuming responsibility for your role and where things are in the relationship. Sometimes I say that and people think that I'm blaming them for everything that's wrong in a relationship. But what I know is that probably 99.99, I don't know how many nines, percent of the time, both people have been a part of the process that has undermined the relationship. And each person has some responsibility to take in what's happened to that. So to be able to step into responsibility and even accept that there is responsibility there is a big step. But the second piece, I think, is to create an apology. I've been using an apology formula for my clients for a number of years with pretty powerful results. Not just for the person who's getting the apology, but the person who's giving the apology to have a chance to fully step into responsibility, to having a chance to really step into kind of a place of growth, which is that third area. I think we all can do some growing. Now, if you're at that place where you're realizing that responsibility includes an apology, an apology letter, I do include that formula in the VIP program. I talk about it in the Save the Marriage system, but I go in-depth with people who are ready to go in-depth. See, there's this thing that I believe that there's a DIY approach, and the system is the DIY. You can do it yourself, but if you're kind of stuck in that, I have other resources and tools and provide some coaching and some ways that you can see another way, and that's one of those is the VIP program. 
The FP program includes lots of different tools, and one of them is training in that apology letter just so you do it powerfully and make sure that it really does what it could do. So the first thing you could do is work on yourself. The second thing is to work on connecting. Now notice I said connecting. Sometimes people decide that they're going to work on connecting by talking with their spouse about the connection. And I've come to believe that you can either connect with someone or you can talk about the connection. Talking about connection comes from kind of this place in the brain that's not much about the heart. It's analyzing. It's also often pointing the finger at who's not connecting. And this is really about how you truly do connect. So the second thing I would suggest is actually working on connection. I talk about that in my system. I also talk about it in my book, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps. I talk about it as connecting on three different levels. Physical is one of those. That's the one that people often jump to. But there's also emotional and spiritual connection. But to make sure you're nurturing that spiritual connection, that emotional connection, that physical connection as much as you can at this point. So you work on connecting. The third thing is I believe it's important at this stage to reduce the negative emotional loading In layman's terms, that means don't fight so much. Don't get into the arguments that lead nowhere. Work on building a positive atmosphere. That doesn't mean you avoid conflict as much as how you go about the conflict. When people tell me that they hate conflict, that tends to be a universal truth, but the fact is that they hate a style of conflict that is heated, that is angry, that is usually about who's going to win and who's going to lose, that's rarely about how do you find a way forward. And my suggestion is that what that creates is emotional, negative emotional loading. The negative emotional loading is when you're pushing all of that onto a spouse. So you want to avoid that if you can. And the fourth thing is you don't want to work on convincing a spouse. Don't spend your time trying to convince, cajole, plead, beg, shame, threaten a spouse into staying. That's not going to work. You've got the brakes already on the system. So you don't have to do that. Allow that to be the natural breaking so that you can then work forward on how you can reconnect and heal the process. Okay, so do you stay in the marriage for all the wrong reasons? No. But do you allow them to be a break in the process, a pause in order for you to have a chance to get where you want to? My answer to that is absolutely yes. If you need help with that, please grab my Save the Marriage system. And please, while you're doing that, as you're grabbing the Save the Marriage system, I'll offer you a free week of my VIP program, including access to that apology letter formula. All you have to do is say yes when I offer it. Just sign up and accept it. In fact, you have to say yes or no. You can't just continue without either accepting it or turning it down. I'll also, at this point, give you a free get started session with one of my coaches. So if you're in there for the wrong reason, talk with a coach about how you use that wrong reason to break the system. That's B-R-A-K-E. Slow it down. So you have a chance to rebuild. The starting point, savethemarriage.com. Just go there to savethemarriage.com and grab the system. Let's get you started. Let's make sure that the wrong reasons are only breaks on the way 
to the right reason. This is Lee Balk. I'm wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.